Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another Mornings with the Masters, where we devote ourselves to the Lord daily with you. Good morning, you guys. Good morning, indeed. We're picking back up with New Morning Mercies, so tourists can take it from here. Yes, y'all. Let's do it. Today's devotional says this. We tend to give ourselves far too much credit. We tend to attribute too much righteousness to ourselves. We tend to think we have more wisdom than we do. We tend to pride ourselves on having the right character. We tend to think of ourselves as being more patient than we are. We tend to regard ourselves as perseverant. We tend to think we are submissive and obedient. We tend to believe we are more committed to the kingdom of God than we are. We simply tend to see others as more godly than we are. Here's the problem with this tendency. When you name yourself as righteous, when you attribute to yourself more maturity than you actually have, you don't seek the grace that is your only hope. We don't think we devalue grace, but that's exactly what many of us do because we look at ourselves and conclude that we're spiritually okay. We don't tend to have a deep esteem and appreciation for the grace that is our only hope in life and in death. You see, only people who acknowledge how deep their need is and who admit that they have no ability whatsoever to meet that need on their own get excited about the grace that meets every one of their spiritual needs. On the other hand, we don't like to think of ourselves as needy, so we tend to minimize our sin. Sadly, many of us are far more concerned about the sin of others than our own. We pay far more attention to the spiritual needs of others than our own. Because we minimize our sin, seeing ourselves as righteous, we don't cry out for and run after the rescuing and transforming grace that is ours as the children of God. As long as we still have hope in us, that is hope in our ability to be righteous on our own, we won't run after the grace that is offered us in Christ Jesus. It's only when we are willing to give up on us that we seek the rescue that God offers us. Yes, it really is true that hopelessness is the doorway to hope. Seeing yourself as hopeless and helpless if left to yourself initiates and ignites your pursuit of God's grace. The fact is that we all give daily evidence of our continuing need for grace. Simply put, We have no ability to make it on our own. We still stand in desperate need of divine help. Are you willing to admit that and run to where grace can be found? There was a line in here that I know you all know I liked because I reacted to it as Tori read it, but it's one of those that I probably need to chew on a little bit more, but it basically said this. Sadly, many of us are far more concerned about the sin of others than our own. We pay far more attention to the spiritual needs of others than our own. And it continued, but it was just this, this constant thing of like not paying attention to ourselves. And one thing I always want to be careful of is there's this big like self-love movement, you know, Mm -hmm. and I want to be very careful because we should consider the needs of others Mm -hmm. and like, not just consider, we should prioritize the needs of others. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think when it comes to that, to that, thought of putting other spiritual needs above our own. I'm reminded of that metaphor of the airplane thing, you know, whenever you're flying an airplane and they say, if the oxygen mask dropped down, what should you do? You should put the mask on yourself before your neighbor, because then you can help more people, right? (laughs) That way you don't run out of oxygen. And I think that a lot of us, 
can um, like compensate the lack of spiritual uh, conviction, the lack of the, the lack of spiritual correction, mm-hmm. the lack of accountability, the lack of connection with God with spiritual things where it's like, oh, well, I'm serving those people. Oh, well, Tori and I have a daily devotional podcast. I don't need to spend time with God because guess what? I, I do it for other people every day. Mm-hmm. It's like th- those things can happen so easily. And just like what the devotional described is we start to put our hope within our own abilities and not reminding ourselves of our helplessness without mm-hmm. Christ. And then we start to celebrate the help that he offers us. Yeah, And then... I think it's so interesting how our own sinful nature works and how the enemy works. This is what I meant about me kind of chewing on it a little bit, where it's just so interesting about how when we are focused on ourselves, we're minimizing our badness. Mm -hmm. But sometimes when we're focused on others, we're maximizing their badness. Mm. And there's something happening there, and it really convicts me because I've been that guy. I've absolutely heard something about somebody and be like, oh yeah, figures, you know what I mean? But then that's, I do that same thing and I'm just like, oh, well, I'm struggling right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so this is such a great reminder to make sure that we do put that mask on ourselves and that way we can look at people through the lens of Christ. Yeah, that's so good. And I've just, man, experienced this so personally in my life. I think growing up in the church, I feel like I started out a little bit more this way where it was like, oh, I'm the quote unquote good Christian girl. I'm doing everything right. I'm not falling into any temptation or sin in this way. And then I started veering off and then I started comparing my sin. Well, at least I'm not doing that. Well, at least I'm not doing what they're doing or what she's doing, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I minimized my, my sin. And then I had a moment where I like really came to terms with the recognition of how sinful I am left to my own devices and it wrecked me and it brought me to my knees and it brought me to the cross and my life was forever changed after that moment where I like actually recognized how sinful I can be and I was so kind of just disgusted by it that it changed me because I do think as Christians we can think of ourselves as more righteous as we are that Mm -hmm. we're better than we actually are and what happens when we do that is we minimize the grace that Christ has given us because we don't actually think we need saving and it was when I recognized how much I needed saving from myself that the magnitude of grace washed over me and it changed the trajectory of my life. I mean, it changed me from the inside out. It changed the way I live because it was no longer, well, how much can I sin and still be considered a good Christian? It was no, how can I completely change my life in a way that every way I live glorifies him? And it changes. It just mm-hmm. like changes everything because it's like, oh, we get so caught up in asking the wrong questions or thinking the wrong way. And it is. It's so twisted, mm-hmm. right? And it's how the enemy gets a foothold in our mentality and in our spiritual life. And so I think it's really good to like have these moments with ourselves of like, man. Without the transforming grace of God, 
where would I be left up to my own devices and truly like sit in that for a second and let that wash over you so that the thankfulness for his grace can wash over you um, because it really will. I mean, it'll change your life. Yeah. I think one thing that would be important for us all to do after Tori prays out and after this devotional is to ask ourselves, what is our relationship like with Jesus right now? Mm -hmm. Like he's a person. What's our relationship like with him? Are we talking to him? Are we praying to him? Are we spending time with him? Are we listening to him? And I think that that question is so powerful because, you know, Tori and I obviously are married. And if I were to be gone for a year, we'd still be married, but our relationship would be not doing well. Mm -hmm. If I never talked to her, the relationship would not be doing well. We're still married. We're still in relationship, but we're not in relationship. And so... I don't know who needs that kind of reminder that this is a relationship. Maybe it's me. I'm being reminded of it. Um, but I think it's a great question. Be like, where are you with Jesus right now? Not to condemn you, but just to say, like, where are you at with it? Like, are are you um, are you justifying some of your actions with uh, spiritual life, or are you avoiding certain accountability? That way you're not feeling convicted or are we afraid of putting our hope in him because we're afraid of being let down? It can go over the whole spectrum. Yeah. But I do think it's important to have that come to Jesus moment and just get real and honest with him Mm -hmm. um, because that's what this is. This is a relationship with him and a relationship requires connection. Mm -hmm. So That's so good. And just one more thing before I pray. If you're nervous about having that come to Jesus moment, like if if you feel like fear or like you're discouraged by that, I just want to remind you who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. You know, like Jesus loves you. And when you come to him, his arms are wide open and he wants to lavish his grace on you. So it's not a scary process. It's not a fearful process. That is what the enemy wants you to think, that God is going to condemn you as you walk into his throne room. That is not the case. It is as you recognize your own sinfulness and you go into his throne room, that is where you find freedom. That is where forgiveness is. That is where grace is. And it is an exciting thing. So run to him with excitement to confess because the light is there, Mm -hmm. right? Like darkness does not exist in his presence. And so bring your darkness and he will light it up. And so anyways, amen. (laughs) I'm gonna go ahead and pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you. We thank you that we can come into your throne room with confidence. Father, that you welcome us in to a place where we are undeserving, Father. But you welcome us with open arms, full of grace, full of love. Father, we thank you for the conviction of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for the recognition of our own sinfulness, Father. We pray as we come into your presence that we would experience transformation, Father, that only exists through your grace. So, Father, we just pray that you would do in us what only you can do today, Father. We thank you for your power. 
We thank you for your transforming grace. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who died and rose again so that we could have a relationship with you, that we could have intimacy with you, that we could have friendship with you, that we can be reminded that you are Lord of our life, King of our life, Father, that we get to follow you and also call you friend, Father. It doesn't make any sense, but we're so grateful for it. We love you. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, God. Amen, God. Amen, y'all. When else that perfect time to break out the worship music, break out the journal, and continue asking yourselves, where are you with Jesus? Yes. And don't forget that you are God's masterpiece. And don't forget that we love you. We love you guys. I'll be talking to you tomorrow. Tot scenes.